Welcome to Time Capsule Tales, the podcast that unearths the most peculiar stories from the annals of history. I'm your feathered friend aficionado and guide to history, Chase. And together, we're about to embark on a wild adventure that will transport you to the front lines of an utterly absurd battle between man and bird. Picture this. You're marching through the rugged terrain of the Australian outback, your fellow soldiers by your side, when suddenly you come face to face with the enemy. You've been in this situation before, recently having returned from the bloody front lines of World War I. Beads of sweat form on your forehead as you stare into your enemy's eyes, searching for a sign of weakness. But wait, what's this? It's not an enemy soldier in a camouflage uniform. No, my friends, it's something far more unexpected. You find yourself locked in a silent showdown, staring deep into the eyes of a massive flightless bird, an emu. That's right. As we begin this episode of Time Capsule Tales, prepare yourself to journey back to 1930s Australia for our episode on the Emu War. Get ready to venture into the Australian outback, where brave soldiers, fresh from the chaos of World War I, found themselves face to beak with their most unexpected adversaries the formidable emus of the Australian outback. Join me as we unravel the feather-ruffling accounts and dive headfirst into the unforgettable chaos of the legendary emu war. Let the journey begin. Part 1. Lost in the Outback. A Feathered Adventure Begins. It was the aftermath of World War I, a time of both hope and hardship for the people of Australia. The war had taken a toll on the nation's economy and society, leaving behind scars that needed healing. As a primarily agrarian society, the agricultural sector played a vital role in Australia's economy. The agricultural sector was not only a source of income, but also a symbol of resilience and national pride. However, the aftermath of the war brought its own set of challenges. With many soldiers returning from the battlefields, Australia faced the task of reintegrating these servicemen into civilian life. To address these challenges, the Australian government implemented soldier settlement schemes. These initiatives aimed to provide a path for soldiers to transition back into society by allocating land for agricultural purposes. By encouraging agricultural activities, the government hoped to fuel economic recovery and provide a sense of purpose for the returning servicemen. Under these schemes, soldiers were granted parcels of land, typically in rural areas, where they could build their lives anew. This reintegration process not only offered a means of livelihood, but also allowed the veterans to reclaim a sense of normalcy and purpose after the trauma of war. The soldier settlement schemes were part of a broader vision to revitalize the Australian countryside. By fostering agricultural development, the government aimed to boost food production, create employment opportunities, and strengthen the nation's economic foundation. Part 2. Winged Warriors – The Rise of the Emu Empire Now that we have some background, Let's discuss how the story began for the farmers. As the soldier settlement schemes progressed, an unexpected challenge emerged. See, as the farmers had begun to move into the countryside, this provided ample opportunity for the emus as well. The 1930s brought the Great Depression drought, a prolonged period of severe drought in Australia. As food became scarce, many emus migrated to the wheat-growing regions in search of food, where they had better chances of survival during the drought. The increased focus on farming involved clearing large areas of land, altering the natural habitats of wildlife, including emus. The cleared land provided favorable open spaces and grassy areas, creating suitable environments for emus to multiply and establish themselves within these newly cleared regions. 
This also significantly reduced the populations of key emu predators, such as dingoes, leading to essentially a danger-free zone for the incoming emus. The emus began targeting the newly established crops, particularly wheat and barley. The lack of effective fencing made it easy for them to access and exploit the crops, causing significant damage to the farmers' livelihoods. Part 3. Feathered Blitzkrieg. The emu onslaught begins. As the emu population grew, so did the problems faced by the farmers in the area. The increasing emu population needed increasingly more food, which conveniently enough, seemed to be growing nearby in the form of the farmers' wheat and barley. As the emus ate the crops, they also began to trample the farmers' fields. This was a vicious cycle. More farmers moved in and began planting, which provided more food for the emus, which allowed them to reproduce more easily, creating more emus that ate and trampled more crops. These issues were only exacerbated by the drought that was occurring at the time. The drought had already killed many farmers' livelihoods, and the emus were coming in and snacking on or trampling any crops that managed to survive the ongoing drought. At first, the farmers worked to protect their crops on an individual basis, killing around 3,000 emus in 1928 alone. But by 1932, the emu population had exploded to an estimated 20,000 birds, wreaking havoc on the farmers' livelihoods and leaving them in dire need of assistance. The scale of the emu invasion was unprecedented overwhelming the agricultural communities. Frustrated and desperate to protect their remaining crops, the farmers pleaded with the Australian government for assistance. It was clear that a more coordinated effort was required to combat the population explosion than any small group of farmers could do on their own. In response to the farmers' pleas, the government made the decision to involve the military in the battle against the massive birds. The rationale behind this decision was twofold. First, to utilize the military's expertise in dealing with large-scale operations, and second, to provide further employment for the returning servicemen, who were still struggling to reintegrate into civilian life. Let's take a quick break from the episode. Hey there, Time Capsule Tales listeners. I just wanted to take a short minute to ask you to subscribe and leave a rating for the Time Capsule Tales podcast. Your support is crucial to the success of the show, and subscribing ensures that you never miss an episode. Leaving a rating and review helps us reach more listeners who love peculiar stories from history. So, if you're enjoying the journey so far, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating. We greatly appreciate it. Now let's dive back into our story. Part 4. A Flap in the Face. The First Battle Goes Foul. The military launched their campaign against the emus, armed with rifles and led by Major GPW Meredith of the 7th Heavy Battery of the Royal Australian Artillery. The plan seemed straightforward, track down the emus and eliminate them to protect the crops. As the soldiers approached an area near Campion, Western Australia, they ran across a sizable flock of emus gathered in a field. The stage was set for the first battle in this unusual conflict. With hopes of quickly dispatching the emus and establishing their dominance, the soldiers took aim and opened fire. However, the emus, known for their agility and speed, quickly scattered in all directions. They easily outran the soldiers and employed their evasive maneuvers, making accurate targeting extremely difficult. The soldiers' rifles proved to be ineffective against the swift and elusive emus. Frustration mounted as the soldiers struggled to land significant hits on the birds, many shots missing their mark. The emus, seemingly unfazed by the gunfire, continued to evade and outmaneuver the military's attempts to control them. After a prolonged and arduous battle, the first encounter ended in a rather anticlimactic manner. 
The emus, with their natural advantages and adaptability, emerged victorious as they dispersed into the surrounding wilderness, leaving the soldiers in disbelief and questioning their tactics. This initial battle highlighted the immense challenges faced by the military in their attempt to control the emu population. It became apparent that traditional military strategies were ill-suited for this peculiar conflict. The soldiers quickly realized that they needed to rethink their approach and devise new methods to combat these resilient birds. Part 5. Strategy Snafu When Furry Targets Prove a Challenge Undeterred by the initial setback, the Australian military began to reassess their strategies in the face of the emu threat. They recognized that a more innovative and adaptable approach was needed to effectively combat the animals. The military decided to implement a mobile strategy, utilizing trucks to transport soldiers and heavy machine guns to the areas infested by emus. This approach allowed for greater mobility and rapid response to emu sightings, ensuring that soldiers could reach the affected areas quickly and engage the emus more effectively. One of the most significant developments in the military's revised strategy was the deployment of machine guns against the emus. The soldiers realized that the emus' speed and agility made accurate shooting with rifles a daunting task. Machine guns, on the other hand, offered a higher rate of fire and a greater chance of hitting multiple targets in a short period. The use of machine guns provided a means to level the playing field and overcome the emus' evasive maneuvers. These weapons could mow down large numbers of emus in a single burst, creating a deterrent effect and reducing the overall emu population. While the implementation of machine guns brought a glimmer of hope to the soldiers, the effectiveness of the military strategies against the emus remained questionable. The emus, with their speed and agility, often managed to outrun the hail of bullets and disperse into the vast and rugged terrain. The soldiers also faced logistical challenges during their operations. The harsh conditions of the Australian outback, including extreme heat and difficult terrain, presented obstacles to the effective deployment of troops and machinery. Additionally, the military had limited resources, and maintaining a sustained presence in the affected areas proved to be challenging. Despite the military's best efforts, the emus proved to be formidable opponents. Their ability to adapt to changing circumstances and their elusive nature made it difficult for the soldiers to achieve a decisive victory. As a result, the military's strategies, although employing innovative elements, ultimately fell short of completely eradicating the emu menace. The conflict ended with the military killing approximately 4,000 birds in total, a small number compared to what was expected at the beginning of the war. The overall efforts of the military had minimal impact on the overall population of Western Australia. Part 6. Headlines and Hysterics. The Absurdity Hits the Newsstands. The emu war caught the attention of the media and provoked diverse reactions from the public. In the next part, we'll explore the media coverage, the debates it sparked, and the lasting impact of this quirky conflict. The war captured the attention of the media, both in Australia and around the world. Newspapers and newsreels depicted the absurdity of the conflict, often highlighting the mismatch between the well-equipped military and the seemingly invincible emus. Headlines such as Battlefield Foul Play and War on Feathered Foes added a touch of humor to the narrative, emphasizing the peculiar nature of the situation. The media coverage showcased the bravery of the soldiers while simultaneously poking fun at the seemingly futile battle against the birds, creating a mix of admiration and amusement among the public. Not all coverage was positive, though. While many found humor in the emu war, some critics viewed it as a misguided and wasteful endeavor. 
They questioned the government's decision to allocate military resources and manpower to combat a bird population, arguing that it was an unnecessary use of taxpayer money. The satirical response to the conflict also faced its share of criticism, with detractors claiming that it undermined the seriousness of the challenges faced by the farmers and the soldiers. Nonetheless, the majority of the public seemed to enjoy the comedic relief provided by the EMU war coverage, embracing it as a quirky and memorable chapter in Australian history. The conflict sparked debates about the role of the military and the priorities of the government, prompting discussions about resource allocation and the effectiveness of traditional military strategies in unconventional situations. In the end, the media coverage and public reaction to the EMU war highlighted the resilience and adaptability of the Australian people in finding humor amidst adversity, while also raising important questions about the responsible use of resources in times of crisis. Part 7. A Surrender of Sorts. How the Emu War Fizzled Out. Despite the military's efforts, the Emu War did not have a definitive and official end. The campaign against the Emus gradually lost momentum, and the military's involvement tapered off over time. As the Emu population began to naturally decline due to factors such as changing environmental conditions and reduced availability of food, the need for a continued large-scale intervention diminished. The soldiers eventually withdrew from the front lines, and the conflict transitioned back into a more localized effort by individual farmers to protect their crops. When evaluating the outcome of the Emu War, opinions are divided. From a purely strategic standpoint, the military's campaign against the Emus was a failure. The initial attempts to eradicate the Emu population using traditional military tactics proved ineffective, and the subsequent strategies, although innovative, fell short of achieving a decisive victory. The emus, with their adaptability and elusive nature, managed to evade the soldiers' efforts and maintain their presence in the affected areas. However, it is important to consider the context and challenges faced by the military. The emu war was an unconventional conflict, requiring the soldiers to adapt their strategies to combat an agile and resilient opponent. The use of machine guns and a mobile approach demonstrated a willingness to experiment with new tactics. While these efforts did not result in complete success, they showcased a level of adaptability and resourcefulness on the part of the military. In the aftermath of the Emu War, the Australian government implemented measures to better manage human-wildlife conflicts and introduced programs to support farmers in protecting their crops from wildlife damage. The conflict also served as a cautionary tale, reminding policymakers and the public of the importance of considering the long-term consequences of human actions on the environment and the need for sustainable approaches to land use and resource management. The Emu War has become a part of Australian folklore, symbolizing the resilience and humor of the Australian people in the face of adversity. It has been immortalized in books, documentaries, and popular culture, often serving as a reminder of the quirkiness and unpredictability of history. While the Emu War may not have had a definitive outcome, its legacy endures as a unique chapter in Australian history, and a testament to the enduring fascination with this absurd battle between man and bird. Today, emus in Australia are protected by laws to ensure their survival. They are considered native wildlife and are valued for their unique role in the ecosystem. Conservation efforts focus on preserving their habitat, restricting hunting and commercial use, and creating protected areas. The Australian government and conservation organizations work to monitor and manage emu populations, promoting a balanced coexistence between humans and these iconic animals. As we wrap up this episode of Time Capsule Tales, 
we say goodbye to the extraordinary journey that took us to the front lines of the Emu War. This peculiar story has given us a glimpse into the quirkiness of history, from the Australian outback to the unexpected battles between soldiers and flightless birds. We've witnessed a battle that defied expectations and became part of Australian folklore. So as we say goodbye to the Emu War and its feathery drama, let's remember the valuable lesson learned. Never underestimate the power of a determined bird. The emus showed us that they may not have won the war, but they sure gave the soldiers a run for their money. I want to say thank you for joining me on this adventure, and until we open another time capsule, keep embracing the quirks that history has to offer. Stay curious.